Good to see some of you guys. Oh. No, I shouldn't say that. That sounded like I, I wasn't happy to see others. Like, it's good to see all of you. It's good to see your faces. It's good to connect. It's good to, like, put something out there again. Um, sorry I had to cancel on Christmas Eve. Caught COVID. And, um... I just got a text. Sorry. And Peggy Gibson's trying to connect. She's wondering if you could call her and just put her on like your phone so she can hear. She can't figure it out. So she's wondering if you can just call her and then put your phone by the speaker is what she's saying. She's in our contacts. All right. I'll, I'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. Just, yeah, go for it. Anyway. Um, I'm recovering well. I feel just almost to about a hundred percent. So, um, doing really well, doing really well. And none of the family caught it and they should have, they should have. So that's also a good kind of sign or thing. So anyway, all of that aside, cause I don't want to talk about that. Like <laughs> that's like the last thing I want to talk about, <laughs> to be honest. I'm not going to lie. Um, I had this client the other night that I met up with, um, met up with, and we, you know, we wanted to talk, all three of us. It's a client I'm working with. I'm doing the wedding. And the three of us wanted to chat. And so we set up the time. We made it happen. We did all of that online and through email. And then I show up and she showed up. But her significant other did not show up. And this was funny simply because we were getting into it and we were talking about it. And she's very type A and she's very like on top of it and she wants everything to happen. And, and we went back and forth and like scheduled this and it was a priority. And then she said to me, it's probably my fault. I didn't put it on his calendar. And if it's not on his calendar he will have no clue it's even taking place. He will have no clue it's there. Like, so she wasn't surprised at all that he missed it when she realized she hadn't put it on his calendar. Now, I don't know if anyone else lives and dies by their calendar like that. Like, I mean, I can honestly say, like, there are, you know, if it hasn't been put in my calendar, I've definitely missed it. I've definitely not shown up. I've definitely forgotten to do that thing. I've definitely not made that phone call and been like, oh, it wasn't in my calendar. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, so the calendar kind of prioritizes and makes everything happen because life can feel a little overwhelming, a little crowded, a little too much at times, even now. I mean, life is either sped up exponentially for people or slowed significantly down. Or sometimes right now people are just in that same normal space. I believe it was Ferris Bueller who once said, Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. You could miss it. I love that line from that show. I remember when I had an eye appointment in Frisco, Colorado, and I showed up, and it was a busy day, and I was living and dying by my calendar. And I showed up for my eye appointment. This was, like, probably two years ago now. 
And I went inside and I did everything and I was rushed and I was trying to go pick up the boys afterwards and blah, blah, blah. And I came out of my eye appointment. He did not dilate my eyes. So nothing was wrong with my eyes. But I came out of the appointment. I walked over to my car. I got into my car and I pushed the brake with my foot. And then I pushed our push button start in the flex and it didn't start. And I was like, what? What is going on? And so then I pushed it again and I pushed it again and it didn't start. And then I slowly became present to the moment and I looked around the car and I realized that the interior was a different color than my car. Okay. Right? And so I started looking around this car and I started realizing I'm sitting in someone else's car. I'm literally not in my car. I'm sitting in someone else's car. Now, it's a Ford Flex. Don't get me wrong. It was the same kind of car, thank God. But it wasn't even my car. And I was sitting in someone else's car. This was absolutely a first time for me. Probably not a last time, but definitely a first time. Not even a year ago. Um... Well, no, it was over a year ago, but not even a year into our new house that we moved into in the Wellington neighborhood in Lincoln Park. We moved into a new house and I am like trying to do everything all at once. I'm probably working on a more to life talk. I'm probably doing some laundry. I'm also trying to do some dishes. You know, I'm doing all of these things. And so I was like upstairs, start the laundry downstairs. Oh, Okay, plug the sink up, turn on the hot water, get it going. Put in some soap, do my thing. Run upstairs, you know what I mean? Change clothes. Come back out, move the clothes from the washer to the dryer. Start the dryer, boom. And then I'm back downstairs and I'm sitting down and I'm like working on like a talk or something. And I'm sitting there and I start to hear this dripping sound and then this water sound and then this crack, this pop sound. And I was like, oh my God, I started the water in the sink and I, what is going on? It's so like I run in there. My parents were actually visiting at the time. So I was like, dad, grab towels quick. And it was like, oh, what is happening? And I run over and sure enough, man, our huge new sink is filled up with water. Hot water has come over. The pop was like the seal in our granite countertop and like from the heat and like water is like going all over our kitchen floor. Like, pulled drastically to the present moment, but way too much stuff happening, way too crowded, life happening, passing by way too fast. One more story. This happened, I think yesterday or the day before, but Anne was going to the grocery store and she was probably, I don't know what she was doing, but like she went to the grocery store, she parked and you know how the grocery store goes. You're going there. Like you've got a list, you've got momentum. Like if it's happening in Breckenridge, usually you're like, ugh, it's going to be crowded. I just want to get in. I want to get out. I want to make this happen as fast as possible. And so you're very focused and determined. And like, (laughs) Anne said she went there. She went in. And when she came out, she did typically what Anne and I do now at City Market. And I never thought we would be the kind of people who would do this. But you come out with everything and you go, where did I park? Like, I've parked here so many times. I've parked everywhere, in every single parking spot. 
And now I can't remember where was the last parking spot that I've parked in. But she couldn't remember. And so she's trying to figure it out. She's trying to figure it out. She eventually figures it out. But what she also discovers is (laughs) she left the car running the entire time. Like she never turned the car off. Right. Like she gets there. She wants to get in. And so she just like goes and her car was running the entire time. Like, I don't know, like at least a half hour, like while she was in the store. At at least. Right, babe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not. Yeah. That was the first time, but definitely probably not the last time. Oh, gosh. I think so. My mom, I told my mom and she said, that reminds me of the time I went to spend the night at Liz's house and I left the Prius running all night long. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? Oh, Emily's house. <laughs> Emily's house at Emily's. Now, there are so many. It wasn't many... that bad. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, on a scale. Uh... <laughs> right. Again. 12 hours versus a half an hour. Come on. Right, right, right. I'm just saying Ferris Bueller once said. Life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Life can move pretty fast. Things can get really busy and our attention can go right out the window. Right out the window. And sometimes, honestly, we can pay too much attention. Like, that's also one of my faults. Like, right? So... My boys wanted to watch this movie that was that's titled Soul. It's an animated Disney movie. And so we finally sat down and we all watched it together the other night and it was great. I mean, if you can dig animated movies, this is a cool one. You know? Like I mean, I know Finding Nemo always holds like a special place in my and Anne's heart cuz like it's like this movie that pulls us back to a time and space with the boys, but like Soul was all about the afterlife and jazz music (laughs) and the before life right all wrapped up into one movie and i'm mentioning it now because one of the main characters realizes probably for the first time that he was missing the majority of his life because he was so focused on pursuing what he felt was his passion, what he felt was his meaning, what he felt was his purpose. And that was jazz music. Like he wanted to be a jazz musician and he had this kind of level of success and and like what he wanted to attain in that. And that was his sole pursuit. And meanwhile, like he dies and he has a chance to look back at his life and he realizes that Life was happening all around him at all moments and was inviting him to stop and take notice and enjoy and experience. And he just was so focused that he missed it. So sometimes like life's too crazy and it's too hectic and and it's too crowded and too filled. And at other times... You know, like, it's, it's, it's us. We just become so tunnel-visioned that all we can see is one thing. And all around us, we miss that beautiful gift of life that's present in every single moment. Right? Like, I don't know. Have you ever seen, like, 
I, I watch I watch some epic fail videos, you know, and some of the best epic fail videos are like people jumping over hurdles because hurdles. I mean, I have had my own experience with hurdles, right? Like, and maybe you have as well. But I still remember this one video where this guy jumps and he barely clears over over this hurdle. And then the next hurdle, he puts his foot up and he just slams the hurdle down. And from that point forward in the race, he just slams every hurdle. <laughs> like, like, I mean, he makes it through the race, but he knocks down every hurdle and he, it's like he destroys it. And sometimes I feel like that's our approach to life when we have a passion. Like, the rest of life is just a hurdle to, like, destroy and, like, throw down. And, like, the only thing that matters is the end of this race, that that finish line. And everything else, boom, boom, boom. Just get out of the way. It's a distraction. It's a, it's a you know, it's, it's like an interruption. It's something that I don't want to deal with. Now, there is still, like, the third approach. I always love, like, having threes. So crowded, overscheduled, crazy, and our attention gets lost. Or there's this too much attention being paid towards one thing so everything else gets lost. And then here's this other approach where I feel like sometimes in life we just settle. We settle into routines. We settle into autopilot. And we have this kind of stagnant existence. Did you know that every year it's good practice that you should hook up a hose to your hot water heater and drain that sucker and refill it simply for the purpose of in the water that comes into your hot water heater there's like bits and pieces of things dirt rock like leftovers all this crap that like starts up here in your hot water heater and settles down to the bottom and over the course of a year over the course of many years (laughs) like that stuff builds up And it just keeps accumulating and keeps accumulating and it settles down into the bottom. And that settlement can actually prevent your hot water heater from like functioning properly and functioning well and doing what it's created and intended to do for you, which is heat up your water and not break, right? So you have to drain it when it settles and you have to refill it. And I love that imagery because that's a lot like us the process by which we need to go through. We need to be drained and we need to be filled again when settling occurs in our lives. Now, I hope you can kind of sense where I'm headed with this. It's 2021. It's a new year and some people were waiting for this new year. I had friends that threw FU 21, 2020 parties. FU 2020 parties. <laughs> like that was like it was like let's get through this and everybody was just hoping magically boom, here we go. The calendar flips magically everything's corrected and we feel better and and of course that didn't happen, you know? But it is 2021 and here we are. And life can still move fast and passions can hijack our direction in life. And over time, we can settle. But it is the beginning of a new year. And now I'm not talking New Year's resolutions. Um, I do see point in that. I do see purpose in that. I do find meaning in that. But I'm not talking New Year's resolutions. What I'm talking tonight is excavation, redesign, and invitation. Invitation. Now, I know that in my own life, I can lose all perspective. (laughs) Like, 
it doesn't take much to like make me spiral or unravel my day or like throw me off. Like I can lose perspective and I can lose ability to see potential. Potential. Potential for growth. Potential to like stand, live and breathe in the reality of the presence of joy. Cuz often I've done some talks and like I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty big believer in the idea that this undercurrent of all of this is joy. And meanwhile, there's all this potential, right, for growth. And when I say the word growth, I don't want you to get hung up on, like, baggage. Um, I'm one of those kind of people, you know, like, I can get hung up on all kinds of baggage. Like, right now, like, I used to distance myself from the term Christian because I felt like there was a ton of baggage with that word. So I would say, like, if someone would be like, are you a Christian? I'd be like, well, let me tell you what I am. Because I don't want to say yes to that. Because then you're going to just lump me into this category. Right now, I'm feeling baggage with just being a human being. You know, like, I don't want to say I'm a human right now. Because, like, there's just too much baggage with being a human. Like, I'm like, man, who are we? As like a, as like a collective group, species. Like, let me tell you who I am. Like, I don't want to just say I'm a human anymore. But I don't want you to get hung up on words like growth. When I say words like growth... Potential for growth. I don't want you to get hung up on ideas of success or ideas of more. Likewise, I don't want you to get hung up on the word joy. I don't want you to get hung up on like ideas of happiness or laughter. Because I think joy and growth are so much more. I think they're so much deeper, wider, expansive, and full than sometimes those limitations we put on those words. I just came out of a week when I can say I truly felt alive. I truly felt filled with love. And that's why I'm doing this talk tonight about that idea of invitation and excavation and redesign. Because I had this week where I enjoyed my days. Now, it wasn't all roses. But, like, I can look back, and um, it, it wasn't those three options, you know? Like, I wasn't, like, settling, and I, and I wasn't, like, too crowded, and I certainly wasn't just tunnel vision focused. What happened in my last week? I'm going to give you some stories. Life happened. Life happened. I had a senior in high school. Oof. And we're desperately trying to reclaim this year, redeem, like, his senior year. Like, how do you do it? You know, well, I knew he was going to get a haircut this week. And I also knew that he's like dyed other friends hair and he's like done all this crazy stuff. And I know desperately that he wants to look like he lives on the beach, you know, like he wants to have this like look. And I was like, dude, if you're getting your hair cut, let's like put highlights in your hair. Let's like streak that thing out. Let's go crazy. He's like, all right, well, I don't care. And so, like, I went to the store and I bought this stuff and we sat him down the other day and I just, like, went nuts on his hair. It was fun. And uh, we made it happen. And it was great. I had that happen. In the past week, my middle son, Lincoln, he has scared me so many times that um, I, I'm embarrassed to admit it. Like, scared in the sense of he has, he has this thing where he hides in our house. 
he hides. And I come upstairs and he jumps out and he scares me to death. <laughs> like, like jumping scaring. You know what I mean? Like shakes me to my core kind of scaring. And he's done that numerous times in this past week. And he also um, jumped and scared Silas so bad that Silas jumped because Silas tries to act like he can't be scared. Um, and got him so good. And we all witnessed it. And it was like the best moment of laughter. Like, I mean, Anne was crying like she had tears. Now, that happened in my past week. I got to go Nordic skiing um, for the first time in a long time um, with Anne. And we went Nordic skiing, and it was freezing. It was freezing, but we did it. We got out and we enjoyed it. In the past week, I also caulked, re-caulked. I took out the caulking and the sealant around my shower. Like, we've only been in this house for, like, I don't know, about two-ish years. But, like, it was it was not working. And this is my first time doing that. I'm not going to lie. And um, I did it, and it was hard, and it took me two days. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I did it and and I swore and I um, had moments, but I accomplished it. And Anne was like, what does it look like? How is it, babe? And I was like, eh, it's OK, you know, and she came out. And she's like, I think it looks fabulous. And I was like, all right, then I'll take that. I'll take that report over my own. Right. Like because I'm the self-critic yesterday. My youngest came home and he had a project to work on and it was a video project and he does not like to be the center of attention. He doesn't like to be recorded. He doesn't like to talk. Um, he hates this stuff and he came home and we got home at like, I don't know, four thirty ish. And I was like, well, let's start this thing, you know, cause his bedtime's right around nine o'clock. And I was like, let's start it. Cause like, let's just make this video night. And he goes, dad, video night. It's not like it's going to take all night. And I'm like, no, 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 it won't take all night. We wrapped up around 9.30 p.m., I think, and we worked on it from that moment until, and there were many, many, many tears, many tears. I lost my patience a few times. It was hard, but it was good at the same time, and we got it done. And he is happy for that, and so am I. (laughs) Last night, I actually stayed up really late um, with Silas. Um, I've been going to bed pretty, I don't know if, I mean, uh, let's just admit, like, we all go to bed at different times. It's early for us. Yeah. You and I used to go to bed, like, at 1 a.m., so to be, like, turning out the light at 10 or 10.30 is early. (sighs) Yep. I've become a fan of getting into bed around 9.30, or 10 o'clock and trying to sleep and probably falling asleep closer to more like 11 or even 1130. Last night I stayed up until midnight with my oldest son and we just watched some shows together and talked and he made jokes about how I was going to fall asleep on the couch. And I did. And (laughs) I woke up at one point and then we called it quits. Um, I also in the past week had a time when I kind of, uh, talked with my boys at the table I thought it was talking they thought it was yelling um I definitely raised my voice let's say and looking back I love looking at that and trying to figure out how I could redo that 
or make that better. I've worked a lot this past week. I've had some good times. I've had some down times. I've had some up times. But it's been interesting because I've been more present and I've been more connected, more intentional, and I've been kind of conscious of this like undercurrent of joy and this idea of growth and and just kind of been paying attention and been aware and trying to pull myself out of the tunnel vision and trying to make sure that life isn't too crowded and I can take the time to highlight my son's hair like like let's just make that happen I don't need to do other stuff and I haven't been just settling for the normal you know the routine or like getting into that, like staying up last night or making other things happen. Life happened. I felt the nudge. I felt the pull. And now I'm talking about it because I wanted to share it with you guys, this idea of excavation, redesign, and invitation. I genuinely believe that the heartbeat of the divine beats within us all that it's present, and that that is actually what calls us deeper and kind of serves as that nudge. You know what I mean? Like when I sit in that car and I'm pushing the button and it's not starting, and then I sit back and I start to realize the interior isn't the same color and this isn't even my car, I feel like that's what the heartbeat of the divine does for us. It serves as that catalyst. It's that signal. It's that jolt back to the present moment. It's the call out of busyness. It's the call away from tunnel vision. It's the call to come out from underneath all that settles on top of our lives and can bury us. The heartbeat of the divine provides us clarity. And it's in those moments that we can see the potential for growth in our lives. That we can see the reality of the presence of joy all around us we see the truth the truth it's so funny sometimes like people love to talk about truth in all of these interesting ways but like i believe the heartbeat of the divine lets us see the truth and that means that we feel it and we sense it we get grounded in what i call like big words ultimate reality the only reality there is but we get grounded in it and instead we're like not seeing the distortion that kind of can layer up or sabotage us the lies that we start to embrace and we just kind of hold on to the stagnation that can set in like the heartbeat of the divine is what just kind of gives us that nudge no more missing life right Like, it is moving fast, but we're not going to miss it. And instead, we choose life and love. We choose those two things. Instead of all the disruptions, we see invitations. Invitations to excavate, to dig a little deeper, to uncover, to come out from being settled upon. We see invitations to redesign our life, to step in and say, oof, No, we can break from that routine. Or wait a minute, our calendars don't have to be that full. I don't have to rush from thing to thing. We don't have to have tunnel vision. We can actually choose to live in love and to allow life to have this kind of potential and to allow life 
to like be filled and drenched with this kind of joy. Now, it's been quite the year. I, I don't think there are any words <laughs> anymore to put on what we know back in March until now. I took a battery to the store today, and uh, this guy was behind the counter. He said something along the lines of, well, here, let's just make this easy. And I said, hey, man, anything to make life easier right now, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, man, can you imagine, like, if we had hindsight, you know what I mean? And we could, like, rewind and do this over. And we could, like, I mean, 2019, did I have a worry? I mean, I did, but did I? You know what I mean? Like, to, like, approach it with that kind of gratitude on a daily basis, to, like, walk with that kind of perspective. This past year's been complicated and challenging, to say the least. Such overwhelming disruption in so many areas of life. Business, grief, loss, like relationships. And it's still happening. It's still occurring. So much has come to the surface for us, right? We see all the baggage that's attached to our human species. We see the stuff that's coming up in relationships, in our jobs, in our places of work, in all the play, in everything. One huge area for my own life that like, uh, I've seen as an invitation for a redesign and kind of excavation is just relationships in general. Um, like, I'm a big believer in paying attention to your DNA. And, and part of my DNA is connection. Like, for whatever reason, I need it, I crave it, I want it. Sometimes I uh, resist it. <laughs> and, and, like, I isolate, probably because I know that I need it. And if I pay attention, it brings me life. And it fills me up with love. One thing I've been doing is taking this weekly walk with someone who I I didn't realize I would be walking weekly with. Like, it kind of came out of nowhere. And I take this weekly walk, and it takes us about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And that relationship, like, I notice in my day how much better my day is simply because of that hour and a half connection. Like, walking outside. I know that I'm trying to start up like some groups um, of just points of connection, be it like prayer support or just talking through life, right? Just that kind of connection to have on a consistent, regular basis. I know I've been calling my parents a lot. I've started calling my sister more. I've been reaching out to have those points of connection with my own family, like, I mean, right now, sometimes connection is too much. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, like, I see these people way too much. But I'll tell you what, my boys went back and Ann went back to work on Monday. And that day, <laughs> I missed them so much. Like, it was like, whoa, this is a quiet, empty, empty house. So when they're here and when they're around... I want 
to connect with them. Like I know for my own life, connection is important. And I pay attention to that DNA. And so then when I sit down and I have this invitation to look at my life and not miss it, I know I have to sit down and figure out what connection, what role that plays in my life and how I can redesign my life in a way that like makes it happen for me. There's this uh, brand that I really like um, that's called Dream, Dream Clothing. Um, and they have this sweatshirt that kind of put them on the map. They created the sweatshirt that says, you are bad for my mental health. You are bad for my mental health. And I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. Because at the time, when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, man, I've got some toxic people. You know, like, like, like I need to pay attention to that. Well, <laughs> after this whole COVID thing, um, they created a shirt that says, you are good for my mental health. Right? And I'm like, yes, that's my shirt. That's mine. Like, that's what I need. Because connection, you are good for my mental health, for my emotional stability, for my spiritual, like, success, for, like, who I am as a human being, you're good for my mental health. So I'm going to encourage you guys to do this. Pay attention. Pay attention as we're starting 2021. Pay attention to the heartbeat of the divine within you. What do you hold close to your heart? What do you wish that you could hold closer What kind of guides you or tends to lead you? What pulls at your heart? You know what I mean? Like in the middle of it, when like attention gets thrown out the window, like what do you realize you should be paying attention to? Right? And perhaps you've been like soul focused on something like this past year and it's like and it's sucked up everything and you just need to be able to take those blinders off and step back a little bit and be like hang on a second like i'm gonna encourage you watch that movie soul and like just sit there like there's this moment in the in the movie i'm not gonna ruin anything when this person puts their hand out and the breeze comes along and it knocks one of those little seeds from a tree that I call helicopters because they spin all the way down and it's spinning and this person reaches out and just catches it and smiles and has this moment you know where you realize that like living life and experiencing joy and and like seeing the potential around us that kind of growth like that's 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 what it's about right there like Sometimes it's not like just going like balls to the wall after some kind of passion, you know? And maybe, 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 you know, you've settled a little bit. And so like it is time to drain and to refill and to listen, pay attention to your DNA, what's pulling at your heart. Your DNA, the divine mark within you, that divine pulse that beats. Maybe you're the kind of person who needs to sit down and do this. Go to strengthsfinder.com, strengthsfinder.com. Take the test, pay for the goofy little thing, and let it show you some of your DNA, right? Because sometimes we need something like that to kind of uncover it. And I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, any of that stuff to kind of try and get at your DNA and that divine pulse a little bit more. 
sometimes you just need to step back and like listen, sit in the silence, do the intentionality of like meditation and figure that out a little bit. I do know this. God is with you. God is with me. God is with us. God is beside us. God is around us. God is in us. God is present always. There is joy underneath this. There is potential for growth in every single moment. And often the disruptions and the interruptions are actually just invitations. Inviting us deeper into the more of life, right? Into that kind of ultimate reality. So what I encourage you, don't miss life. Don't miss it. 2021, don't miss life. Stop. Pay attention. Don't get lost in your passions. (laughs) Don't miss the every else that's going on around your passions. Use this month, use this day, use this week to drain and refill yourself and to pay attention to your DNA and figure out what some of those divine urges are. It's kind of like self-maintenance, you know? It's, 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 it's an avenue of self-care. You're just kind of taking inventory. Consider this year 2021, a year of invitation to deconstruct and redesign, to excavate. It's an invitation to, like, get after living. 